Hello and welcome to the 12 Minutes of Workplace Health podcast. I'm Harry Bliss, CEO and co-founder of Champion Health. And today we're joined by Jabbar Sardar, the global HR director at BBC Studios. Jabbar is responsible for leading the global well-being, culture, diversity, inclusion and leadership strategy across BBC Studios and has been voted in the top 20 most influential HR directors by HR magazines. Today we're going to discuss how BBC Studios puts their people first, how they responded proactively to the pandemic and what the future plans are going forwards. Welcome to today's session. Hello Jabbar, how are you? I'm very well, thank you Harry. How are you today? I'm really well, thank you. The sun's shining in Yorkshire, so I hope it is where you are in Yorkshire as well. I'm in Yorkshire too, and it's definitely, definitely, uh, uh, the sun is shining, but I think pretty much like where you've been, we've had the extremities of everything. We've had the winds, we've had the snow, we've had the rain, we've had the sunshine, uh, all in about three weeks. So it's, it's, it's been an amazing, amazing experience from that perspective. Hasn't it just? So I'd love to start by you just sharing a little bit more around your role as Global HR Director of BBC Studios and what that really encompasses, and especially from a well-being angle, if that's OK. Uh, great question. So my role, um, as you said, is global. Uh, so I look after uh, around 3,300 staff uh, and a similar number of freelancers a day uh, across uh, all of the global BBC studio businesses. We've got around 20 offices uh, globally. So the global offices might be in LA, New York, Singapore, Sydney, Beijing, uh, uh, Mumbai, and so on and so forth. Uh, so I'm I'm looking after the people strategy uh, and everything that encompasses. So whether that's on leadership, that's inclusion, uh, you know, that's careers, that's well-being. Um, all of those aspects, which are so critical to organisational performance these days, uh, and which, of course, I'm, I, I'm, I'm sure we'll come to it, which have come to the absolute fore over the over the next uh, over the last two years uh, during the pandemic. And you mentioned the last couple of years as well, and I know um, personally the the lengths that you've been to. Can you just share with our listeners what you've done to be able to step up to really make well-being a top priority for for all members of the the BBC Studios team? Yeah, I, I think it's important just to firstly sort of say who we are so people get a, get, and get a context of what we've done. So BBC Studios is a global content company where the UK's most commissioned uh, production company and a world-class distributor. We make some amazing world-class programmes. So I'm sure lots of people will watch Strictly Come Dancing, they'll watch Top Gear, uh, they'll watch Doctor Who, Silent Witness, um, uh, and, uh, and our world-class uh, uh, natural history uh, output so the landmarks on, on on BBC One and other channels, and so that's that's what we do. Uh, we also have channels in the UK. We have channels uh, outside of the UK, uh, and we sell the BBC's back catalogue around the world. So it's a, it's it's an amazing amazing organisation which has different arms to it. And as I've said earlier, it's both UK and global. And what's what's been really important for us over the over the last two years is firstly to listen to our employees. And, and 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 to make sure that we were providing the right tools and the right support to them to do the job. Nobody nobody foresaw when around the 15th, 16th of March, people said, you know, there's a, you know, you know, you know, COVID was, you know, sweeping through Europe, that you know, we you might need to work from home. Every single person I asked, every single HR director I spoke to at the time, and I said, on the 16th of March, what was in your mind? What were you thinking? Were you thinking this was going to be two weeks? six weeks, eight weeks, 12 weeks, and all of us to a call said, 
we thought 12 weeks and come the summer of 2020, we'd get back to normal. So of course, a lot of the provision that we initially put in place right at the start was number one, if everybody's working from home, have they got all of the right equipment to work from home mm-hmm. and, the, and, the right, and the right support? Number two, have they got the right network so that we've got the technology, we're speaking to people and making sure that people are comfortable because for some people coming into, into the work workplace, if they're living alone, it's it, it's that social interaction. It's getting to it's getting to speak with people. That is an important part of their well being. Is is actually being out, meeting people, traveling into work. And if you're removing that, then that has the challenge. Secondly, you have the challenge of children also being at home. So if you're asking working parents to work from home, and uh, you know, it, it's one good it's one thing me saying, look, we'll provide all of the equipment, work from home. It's whether some people can work from home with you know with with either young children or children being at home. And of course, let's not forget, there's lots and lots of people uh, who, who have caring responsibilities beyond children. So it might be parents, it might be other family members. So we needed to make sure that, you know, we put in place support for uh, carers. So we gave generous amount of time off for people who could, uh, if they could work, that's fine. If they couldn't work flexibly, uh, we put enough, we, we put support in for everybody else in terms of making sure they had the right equipment. But we also made sure that we offered resilience training and support was available for all members of staff so they could bring an employee assistance program we had an online doctors because there was a lot of issues happening at the time where people were saying look if i need to go and see my doctor i can't quite get in i can't get an appointment so we offered you know the online doctor service where they could see a gp practitioner and so on and so forth Uh, so those are some of the things that we did but of course as the pandemic went on that support got extended became deeper there was more happening because that initial 12 week was what everybody was envisaging. And of course, that initial 12 weeks more or less became two years. And it's, it, it sounds like you've really stood up um, for the employees. I've got a family member working at BBC Studios and she certainly says that as well in terms of how much you've been able to support the team around. Going forwards then, um, it's very hard to predict the future, but what can you see in terms of the trends and what are you building going forwards to be able to support the team even further um, with their well-being? Yeah, I mean, it's we, we, we do. One of the things we started during um, the pandemic was um, Wellbeing Wednesday. And that's a really important, uh, uh, you know, sort of aspect of our strategy going forward, because the first and foremost thing I want everybody, you know, we put people first in BBC Studios. And we launched that strategy on the 9th of March uh, 2020, a week before we, you know, we, you know most organisations started sending people home. So our architecture of putting people first was there. All we did during the pandemic was accelerate it. And now what we're doing, as you've said, you know, what we're going to be doing next is one of the one of the pillars of the putting people first was thrive. And my intention, the, the CEO's intention, the leadership team's attention, you know, the, the organization's attention here is we want everybody to be thriving, you know, thriving in their work, thriving in, you know, thriving with the support they get, with the colleagues. Uh, with the tools, every, you know, all aspects of what they're doing, we want them to thrive and do and be the, do the very best they possibly can. And the Wellbeing Wednesdays has been really important because it's done three things. Number one, it's allowed us to normalise what I would call wellbeing conversations. So it's allowed us to get that message out there and say to people, you can have a conversation around wellbeing, whatever that might be. Number two, I've never known a moment where mental health and, and normalizing that conversation uh, uh, you know, has been so profound. And 
with that mental health normalization and, and, and has come storytelling and that has become so important so you know along with our thrive strategy and along with you know going forward storytelling the third element i would say is that we want to put more power to all of our with all of our employees to be able to access and talk to us about the services we're offering and, and what else we could offer because what i found in my very long hr career is that if you try to institutionalize well-being or offer lots of things and say, look, here's a package of support, you can all use it. It often gets used by about 10% of the organization. If you go out and ask people through engagement surveys, wellbeing service, team meetings, town halls, whatever that communication interaction will be, and you use that to actually uh, build your support and package, then what you get is a greater level of buy-in and accessibility because it's what people want. And that's what I want to do going forward is listen and make sure that we are being genuinely authentic as an organisation and inclusive in making sure there is support under that Thrive banner for everybody, whatever that, whatever it might be. It could be parents, it could be carers, it could be people living alone, it could be people suffering a stress on mental health uh, uh, issue at that particular moment. It could be something longer term, whatever it is, I want to make sure the package of support is available there. And more importantly, to make sure that the leaders and the managers are supported and developed to be able to support individuals. So there's one thing after offering all of that, but there's another thing that leaders have such an important role to play. They live the values. So if I'm saying we want to be inclusive, we want to really, really take well-being seriously and want everybody to thrive, it has to be everybody. The ecosystem is everybody in an organisation. I think I'm going to get neck pain from nodding along um, throughout that whole thing, Jabbar. So it's wonderful to hear you talking about all of this. You mentioned the senior leadership team. And that's often where a lot of wellbeing programmes and initiatives can fall down. And we know how important it is to get the message right from top down. Is that something that you had to convince the leadership team to buy into? Or is that something that just came naturally and you've got the right leaders to be able to, to lead on this strategy? Uh, we've got an amazing leadership team. And as I said, we launched our putting people first strategy of which Thrive was one element. And the other elements are value and differences, building careers, well-led and simpler and go green. And this was done a week before the pandemic. So this, is, this was something really important. We put the investment to it. All that the pandemic did was we had a three-year plan and what we were planning on doing in year three, we're going to do in year two. What we were planning on doing in year two, we did in year one. And what we were planning on doing in six months time, we did in the, in, in the following sort of six weeks. So all that the pandemic did was accelerate the plan for us. But we'd thought about it um, really carefully and did the planning the previous nine months. So we'd started the planning in 2019, the sort of organization we wanna be, how we wanna put people first, and what's really important to people, and we'd listened. And that's where that plan came from. So in a way, you know, the, the pandemic, as I said, accelerated all of that, but the leadership, the investment, the commitment to do all of this, you know, we, we, you know, we had started that journey. I know lots of organizations might have not have started that journey, uh, and, and they would have both doing that journey and implementing and making sure all of the all of staff, you know, all of the staff working from home uh, were working well and had all of the support. But 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 I'm pleased to say, you know, we were on that journey. That's not to say, Harry, that we didn't have challenges. That's not to say, you know, that there weren't struggles. And that's not to say that, you know, 
everything you know everything you know you know was was perfect of course it wasn't uh you know nobody could have predicted the pandemic nobody could have predicted how long it was going to be nobody predicted you know could have predicted some of the mental health issues and i'm i'm a great believer in it's going to take a while longer for people to properly process what's happened over the last two years and it's going to take a while longer for people to properly understand how society organization and the world has changed around us and it's incumbent upon me as, as a people leader to make sure from an organizational perspective, we're doing absolutely everything possible to make sure that the landing points for people when they land, whenever they land, because some people might have landed, but some people might not have, that you know, it's the best possible landing point that we can we can give as an organization. I think that's a perfect way to just summarize everything that, that you're doing at the moment at BBC Studios. Um, this podcast isn't long enough. We need to extend it at some point, Jabbar. But I just wanted to say thank you so much because I know how busy you are for joining us on the 12 Minutes of Workplace Health podcast. Harry, you're very welcome. And um, I'd love to come whenever you invite me again. Thank you. For more exclusive insights and content around workplace wellbeing, please subscribe to this podcast. And we look forward to seeing you on the next episode.